When you shop at a Walmart Vision Center, you get it. You know that you'll spend a little less on stylish glasses for the whole family. Welcome to the Vision Center. Let me know if you need help finding the perfect frames. Hey, Mom, you were right. These glasses are cool. Hun, they take our insurance. That means Papa's getting a new pair, too. Whoa, glasses start at just $39. Next stop, groceries. So you can get a little more of what you need. Find a Vision Center near you. Save money, live better. Walmart. Summer is fleeting, which makes right now the perfect time to experience the many wonders of Biltmore. There's so much to see, so much to do, and so many ways to save with online ticket discounts, overnight stay packages, and free admission for children nine and under. There's still time to make more summer memories. Plan your visit and save now at Biltmore.com. Stand by this tavern battery. One broadside into it, if you please, Captain Bush. Pointers on target. Lint stops ready. Aye, aye, sir. Ready. Fire. Presenting Michael Redgrave as C.S. Forrester's indomitable man of the sea, Horatio Hornblower. What happened there in the next few months would change the history of the world, for better or for worse. Napoleon had overrun the continent. England alone was fighting, and for her very life. The Baltic was our lifeline of supply. French privateers raiding our traders there must be wiped out. One of these, the Blanche Fleur, had already caused much damage, and I was resolved to track her down. She'd been reported entering the Baltic only a day or so ahead of us. Our squadron had seen no action since we'd had to shoot our way in through the straits a few days earlier. The officers and men at the Nonsuch were growing restless, but one morning there was a sudden hail from the masthead. Hail! Come with all home blowers, sir. A sail. Maybe the Blanche Fleur. Oh, however you say it. That French corvette. If it's the Blanche Fleur, we're in luck. I'll trouble you to give me the glass, if you please, Captain Bush. Aye, aye, sir. Can you see her, sir? Oh, it's confounded fog. Yeah. Yes, I can just make out her topsails. Is she a 20-gunner? A corvette? She's not far off. It's hard to tell, though, in this mist. 
Well, whoever she is, she's coming straight for us. Yes. Call all hands and man the guns, please, Captain. Aye, aye, sir. All hands on deck. All hands on deck! Run out the guns and stand by. Run out the guns and stand by! Yes, she's tacking. Aye, sir. She's on the port tack, bearing east by north, northeast. Trying to get away. Must be a Frenchman. Oh, set all sail, Captain Bush, if you please. Aye, aye, sir. Set all sail. Loose the royals. And alter your course two points to starboard, Captain. We'll intercept her. Aye, aye, sir. Two points to starboard. Up for the stunsels. Yes, I can see her better now. She's no corvette. Appears to be quite unarmed. Oh, she's not our chase, I'm afraid, Captain Bush. Then why did she tack the moment she sighted us, sir? Any ship beating up for the sound would have to tack here. I suppose you're right, sir. Oh, don't be downhearted, Bush. She looks like a merchantman. Hey, masthead! What do you see there? Can you make out our colors? No, sir! Chase off in the sir! We'll soon find out. Hold your course, Bush, and we'll intercept her anyway. I can see her now, sir! She's flying British colors. Uh-huh. Oh, she's a British jet. Excellent. Now, at least we'll get some news and information. Badly needed, too. Lay a course to pass her within hail, if you please. Aye, aye, sir. Come to the point, quartermaster. Get those tonsils in again, Mr. Hurst. Aye, aye, sir. Yeah, she's a merchantman, all right. I can see her cargo now. This looks like timber. If I can't be too careful in these waters. Better ask her for the private code, Captain. Very good, sir. Mr. Hurst. Signal to give the merchant ship private code numerals. Aye, aye, sir. Now we'll see what she replies. Here comes her flag up, sir. A, T, numeral five, seven. That's the correct reply for last winter, sir. Well, she's loaded with cargo, so she won't have been home to receive the new code. Signal her to heave to, if you please. Make heave to, Mr. Hurst. Aye, aye, sir. There. She's backing her main topsail. Wait. What's that she's hoisting? Look, sir. Yes, I see. That's the yellow flag she's hoisting now, sir. The fever flag. Must have some kind of pestilence aboard her. Hi, Tom. Look what she's hoisted there. The yellow flag. So it is. I'll wager she's got the pox aboard her. She's a death ship. Heaven help her. That must be her captain there on the poop deck. Give me the trumpet. Choice. We must get back to England with our cargo. 
There's big diggings, you know. What about a call there? Called the glass floor. Any news of her in port? Heard a rumor. She was last seen heading far down south. Thank you, Captain. What is that noise? That's one of the smallpox cases in the hole, sir. This place must be violent for us to hear his shrieks way over here. Yes, sir, it's horrible. You may be interested to know, sir. They say the Tsar is meeting Bernadotte of Sweden next week for a conference. Somewhere in Russia. Bad luck for Bernadotte, let's hope. Something strange about all this. Something was not quite right. Was he trying to distract me for all that... Groaning and shouting could hardly be just one man. It sounded more like a chorus. And this this captain. I felt a sudden stab of suspicion. He said all the right things, but wasn't he a shade too glib, a little too professional? Still, if you were telling the truth, it was a big risk, of course. And yet a, a man must make decisions. Captain Bush, send a boat with a boarding party over to that ship. But, sir, with smallpox aboard? We have hundreds of men crammed into close quarters here. It would sweep us like wildfire. I appreciate your concern for the men, Bush, but <clears throat> do you suppose I'd risk their lives without sufficient reason? No, sir, of course not. I, I merely... Uh... I know from your face, Bush. You're still hoping I'll reconsider, aren't you? Well, I'm sorry, Captain. The order stands. Come along. I want to get another look at her from that forest. All right, sir. Bosom, man the whaler with a boarding party. All right, sir. Hoist the tackles. Lower the whaler. Hey, you hear that, mate? She's got the yellow flag. We are ordered to board her. Hold off, mate. I ain't boarding no flagship, not for the king himself. A good fight with knives and cutlasses is one thing, but if we board that we will come back with a box as sure as Sunday. And if one gets it, we all get it. And it ain't no pretty way to die. Our captain wouldn't do this. It's the Commodore. It's a different feeling. Aye. Let him board the plague ship. So say I. The fox is worse than the yard arm any day. We're done for whichever way. Delay it. Here he comes back with his blooming trumpet. Captain Clark, stay home too. Well, what is it? Come in, sir. A boatman tells me they're afraid. They don't want to board a ship with a yellow flag. You're in command of his vessel, Captain Bush. It's up to you to maintain discipline. I need not remind you that the Admiralty will have a full report of this incident. Aye, aye, sir. Boatman, tell the men that if there's one more minute's delay in manning the boat, they will all be tried for mutiny and hanged. They say they prefer the gallows to the calling fox death, sir. I'll tell them... Wait. I'm going along with the boarding party myself. Tell the men that. You? But, sir... Oi! Captain Clark! We're sending a boat to you. We're coming aboard. As you wish, sir. I warned you of the small fox. Will you send a surgeon and some medicine? This was exactly what he should have said. A sick pang of doubt shot through me. But it would have been quite impossible to turn back now. My own orders. Man of the weather, the Commodore's coming along. Look at him, sir! The Commodore's gone with us. I'm with him for one. How about you, Tom? Lower away! Come on, mate. Over we go. She'll be ready for you to board in a moment. Thank you, Carlos. Would you summon Surgeon Choke, please? We'll take him along. Aye, aye, sir. Look, sir. What about the captain over there on the Maggie? He's thrown down his trumpet and he's stamping about like a crazy man. He needs to be shouting some kind of an order. We shall soon find out what all that racket's about. It does seem strange, sir. At any rate, she's had a good view now of our 74 guns. She'll hardly try to run for it. Oh, I did. Hot 
so no fox get on the way. And take this word of warning. Stay home too, or I'll sink you. Commodore Hornblower, British Navy. Where is Captain Gark? We wish to surrender, sir. What's this? We wish to surrender. We are helpless against your guns. We did not expect to meet the British Navy. Who are you? I speak for the French crew put aboard to take the Maggie into port. As I thought, a pirate crew. This ship is a prize. Uh, yes, sir. A French prize taken two days ago. By what ship was she captured? By what ship? Answer me. By the Blanche Fleur, sir. We are of the Blanche Fleur's crew. The Blanche Fleur, do you hear that, Connors? We're hot on her trail, finally. The Maggie's no plague ship. She's a great piece of luck. That yellow flag was hoisted to keep us from boarding her. A clever trick, I suppose, you thought, eh, sir? I think so myself. Yeah, take this man prisoner and round up the others, Connors. Aye, aye, sir. Get him, lad. Get the Maggie. And find this Captain Clark. I'm most curious. You were up there. What have you done with Captain Clark? Speak up. He's on the voyage, sir. What's that? He shot himself, sir. The captain shot. Oh, confounded, Connors. If one of your men did that, I'll have his head. I'll break him, court-martial him, ruin him, and have him begging bread in the gutters. Oh, that's right. Oh, no, sir. Beg pardon, sir. But it wasn't any of us. He'd done it himself, sir. He shot himself. The gun's still smoking in his hand. Is he dead? No, sir. He's still alive. Well, fetch the surgeon immediately. The surgeon's with him now, sir. They're over there, sir. Right, come on. Looks pretty bad. What's his condition, Surgeon? He's dying, sir. Can't last long. Want to do something for him? Not very much, sir, I'm afraid. <laughs> We're just released the English crew, sir. They were shut up in the forecastle. It was them making all that noise. Oh, fuck me, I! Here comes the real skipper of the Maggie. Captain Elsby, his name is, sir. Oh, then Clark... An English renegade, sir, working for the French. Commodore Hornblower? Captain Elsby, how do you do, sir? Thank heaven you came. How we yelled in there, hoping you'd hear us. Almost blew our lungs out, sir. Good work, Captain. We heard you. Uh-huh. We were afraid this Clark fellow had fooled you. He was a devilish clever imposter. We heard the shot. I'd like to find out something more about him. Clark. Clark. Can you hear me, Sergeant? I don't know, sir. He's sinking fast. Why, why, why should an Englishman betray his own country like this? Did he choose? Was he forced? Oh, we'll never know. Uh, uh, He's trying to speak, sir. Bonaparte will rule the world. Long live Bonaparte. Apparently, that is my answer. Swine, traitor. Quiet. I... I tried. Yes, you did indeed. How is he, Surgeon? Losing consciousness, sir, but uh, there's still a pulse. He may linger for a while. Perhaps an hour. Perhaps not. We must hang him, sir, before he dies. What did you say, Captain Elsie? We can convene a court-martial, try him on the spot, and have done with it at short order. He's committed high treason, sir. He should be executed for it. He's incapable of defending himself. What defense could he possibly offer, sir? You have scores of witnesses against him. Myself, the English crew, the captured pirates. What more could you ask, Commodore? A fair trial, Captain, and that will be impossible under the circumstances. He'll slip through our fingers, sir, if you delay. Let him. But 
treason is no light matter, sir. The Lords of the Admiralty might very well agree with you, Wellesley, but I can't do it. I will not hang a man who is already so near death. But the example to the men, sir. We must always think of that. It discourages desertion. It... What sort of an example would it be to hang a dying man? If I can't hold men's loyalty without that sort of thing, I'm not fit to command them, that's certain. Well, my mind is made up, Captain. I'll hear no more of it. As you say, Commodore. Come, come, Captain. Let him die in peace. Peace? He deserves no peace. I said we'll leave him with the surgeon, Captain Ellsbury. As we walked away from the dying man, it was horrible to see the look on Ellsbury's face. A man still lusted for revenge against that helpless, wretched Englishman. Ellsbury didn't know and probably would never learn that mere revenge is always stale and unprofitable. However, this was no time to compare moralities. Now, tell me more about this pirate ship, the Blanche Fleur. She's our real target. She's a ship-rigged, flush-decked, 20-gunner. What the French call a corvette, sir. She's to be reckoned. Yes, yes, I know. Where were you when she attacked? Just off the island of Rugen on the Swedish coast. The island of Rugen, eh? Yes. That would make an effective base. She could lie in wait there, then pounce on our trading ships as they come down from Finland and Russia. Worst part of it is, sir, in order to get safely by the island, you must pass through a narrow, sir, a two-fathom shoal. Yes, sir. yes, I remember that shoal from the charts. So she hemmed you in between the shoal and the land, eh? Exactly, sir. Uh-huh. And we were at her mercy. But what could we do against her 20 guns with all our escape cut off? Well, you did what you could, Captain. At any rate, your shouts rescued the Maggie. The rest is up to us. The Blanche Flow must be punished before she finds more victims in the Baltic. We set the Maggie to rights again and saw her off for home. Then we patrolled the coast, hoping for a glimpse of the Blanche Fleur. There was almost constant fog, broken by fitful intervals of chilly sunshine. I took what advantage I could of one such interval. A bath at sea is a fine thing, under a splashing pump on the wash deck, where you can stand up straight and prance around, too, if that's your fancy. Far cry from being cramped up into one of those little infernal sitting tubs on land. But Brown, my faithful coxswain, who stood by with a big towel, was shivering and looking thoroughly miserable. <laughs> well, what's the matter with you, Brown? You look positively blue. Oh, it's the water, sir. It's icy. Well, you're not in it. I am. Oh, I know, sir, but right out of the freezing Baltic. Well, I can't persuade myself it's at all helpful for you. Rubbish, of course it is. Best tonic in the world. Freshens the blood, sharpens the wits, sir. You ought to try it, Brown. Oh, if you please, sir, I'd much rather not. It's me the just to watch you, sir. <laughs> Come along, sir. 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 I'm sorry to interrupt you, sir. But, um, Captain Bush sent me. Oh, well, what is it? Can't you see I'm... Oh, here, turn off this jet, will you? Turn off this jet, I say. Is everybody deaf? Well, now, what is it, Mr. Hurst? Hand me a towel, Brown. No, come on, the big one. Come oh, on. shall I get your robe, too, sir? This breeze... said my towel, didn't you hear? Yes, sir. Oh, but, but really, sir, you... All know... right, young man, what's your errand? Now, speak up there. There's a sail been sighted to lure. What? Why the deuce didn't you say so? I'll come to the quarter deck immediately. It might be the Blanche Fleur. But, sir, your clouds, you can't. Don't bother me, Brown. This is important. Give me the glass, Captain Bush. Now, where is she? She's gone. We've lost her, I'm afraid, sir. It's misting up over there again. She's disappeared into the fog. And this blasted fog is coming our way to own confound the weather. Could you tell what her course was, Bush? North by northeast to half north, sir. She may have seen us. I'm not sure. We'll have to take a chance. Pursue her on that course, Captain. Aye, aye, sir. <sighs> now to wait till this scurvy fog lift. Oh, I'll stand watch with you. Aye, sir. Excuse me, sir, but uh, yes? there's, a, there's a north wind. And... Well, that is, I mean to say, sir, 
Uh, aren't you uh, cold in that uh, town? Huh? Oh, good heavens, I've forgotten all about it. <laughs> Where are my clothes, anyway? Here, Brown. Where are you, Brown? Here I am, sir. Well, Brown, what do you mean by letting me charge off that way without a stitch of clothes on? This whole ship has gone mad. Quite mad, I tell you. Followed our chase through the increasing fog, the other ships of the squadron keeping course as best they could. The next day, about noon, the wind freshened and the mist began to clear. She was nowhere in view. She's probably sighted us intact, sir. I'm afraid she's got away. Hold to your course, Captain. Aye, aye, sir. Oh, come, don't look so dreary, Bush. This sea is not as wide as the Atlantic, you know. <laughs> Well, sir, almost three days without a sign. Don't you suppose... Sail ho! Sail on the leak, Walter! You hear that, Bush? Let me have the glass. Aye, aye, sir. Can you see her? What is she? Glasses certainly aren't as good as they were once. I can't see one confounded thing. Masthead there. What's the position? Call it. Three points and the port beam, sir! Ah, there she is. And she's our chase, all right. A flush-decked 20-gunner. And the French colors must be the blanche fleur. Set all sail, Captain, at once. She's sighted us now, sir. No doubt about it. She's making off on the full speed. And if I'm not mistaken, she's heading straight for those narrows off Rugen Island. Good. Why, that's exactly where she trapped the Maggie, isn't it? Yes. Then why is the blanche fleur allowing us to... Those are neutral Swedish waters, Bush. The blanche fleur knows that we know that. She's counting on our fear of offending Sweden's neutrality. It's not unclever of her, I admit. Cowardly trick. Look at her in there, almost. Why, almost leering at us. What can we do, sir? We can't do you. will keep the nonsuch here this side of the channel. We'll post the lotus at the other end. The Blanche Fleur's bottled herself up. We'd better make the most of it. Then you intend... I think I'll go aboard one of the bomb catches. Why not the moth? She's got a good range. She's easy to maneuver. Besides, her Captain Duncan's just a youngster. About time he saw some action, don't you think? You're going to throw bombs, sir? But Sweden... Our orders were to maintain Sweden's friendliness, if possible. Hmm, if possible. Hmm, I know, I know. But who can have their cake and eat it too, eh? Oh, I only meant, you told me yourself, sir, our greatest hope is to bring Sweden and the Russians in as allies. Now, Bush, I wish you'd stop sounding like the voice of my conscience. Eh? I wonder if... No, no, it can't be helped. We can't hold off. Sweden wants the best of both worlds, to make both France and England happy. But I... No, Bush, our first concern must be the Blanche Fleur and her finish. I hope you're right, sir. I hope I'm right, too, Bush. I'd better be. If I'm not, the Admiralty will have my hide. And just because your commodore's aboard the moth, you needn't change your habits, man. For heaven's sake, relax. Put your hands in your pockets if you must and leave off fidgeting. Thank you, sir. Uh, how much longer do you think we'll have to wait? I know you're eager for action, Duncan, but do have a little patience. Your mortars are quite accurate, I suppose. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, indeed. And I cut the fuses myself, sir. If you'll excuse me, sir, I I'll go for it. We're in range now. Yes, I'll go with you. There she is, riding at anchor over there, feeling snug and smug and sound, eh, Duncan? Right where she's pounced on other prey besides. Ah, 
poetic justice. Weather's still a little sticky, sir. I'll cut the fuses, one and eleven sixteenths. How do you figure that? I found during practice maneuvers that the fuse burns at different speeds according to the weather. Uh, this seems about right for today. Uh, we wouldn't want the shell to burst in air. Quite so, quite so. This must be a surprise. Well, proceed when ready, Duncan. Aye, aye, sir. Eleven hundred yards. We'll try a pound and three quarters of powder, Mr. John. Aye, aye, sir. Pound and three quarters. Now the stock. Yes, sir. To the fuse. Let it catch. One, two, three... Four, five. She's caught, sir. Ready? Fire! There, sir. You can see the shell rising over the masthead. Oh, it's not a hit. Uh, the shell burst in the air. My, my fuses are at fault. Not necessarily. Try a little more powder. Uh, we'll try two more pinches of powder this time, Mr. John. Aye, aye, sir. Now. Ready? Fire! Wait till the smoke clears. Then we can... Yes. A square hit on her bow. Her men are taking to the boats. Another shell into our forest. Aye, aye, sir. Jump to it, men. Both mortars together. Be lively. It wasn't long before the Blanche Fleur lay a smoking, helpless wreck. Her raiding days were over. I must say, though, I... I find myself feeling a little chilled and empty. This had been a brutal business. We had destroyed a ship which had no chance of firing back effectively. Oh, of course. It would read well in my report, and brother officers would tell each other in the clubs of Hornblower's newest success. Then, why this feeling of inglorious dissatisfaction? But naturally, I couldn't speak of this to anyone, especially since that very night aboard my flagship, we celebrated. <laughs> And now, gentlemen, I would like to give you all a toast to a young officer whose careful attention to duty and whose marked professional ability resulted in the destruction of the enemy. Captain Duncan of the Moss. Well, aren't you going to reply, Mr. Duncan? It, it, it wasn't I at all. It, it, it was the Commodore who... Well, well, after all, I, I mean... Captain Duncan, if you wish to advance in His Majesty's Navy, never try to offset commendation when it's due. <laughs> I suggest you might show off your vocal powers to greater advantage by favoring us with one of your songs. Oh, oh yes, uh, I've heard about them. Never fear. Come on. 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 Why, thank you, sir. Well, then, let me see. Come on. <clears throat> she was a prize.
Horatio Hornblower, starring Michael Redgrave, is based on the novels by C.S. Forrester. Music composed and conducted by Sidney Torch. Produced by Harry Allen Towers.